So what took you so long? Well, um, it's very difficult to come up with a drink that tastes like a pencil. A pencil drink. Um, I don't have any citrus in the house right now. Um, so I've been making, if I like make a drink for myself, I make like a Manhattan because uh-huh. um, I have to be removed and I have whiskey and I have bitters. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that today. Um, so I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to experimental, get some of my weirder ingredients. Um, and I got my funky Jamaican rum, um, because that's just kind of what I was feeling. I was feeling a, a drink made with Jamaican rum. Problem with rum is you really need citrus. I just didn't have any. No. So what did you do? Um, so I decided I was going to treat the rum as whiskey because a lot of especially modern rum is pretty much just whiskey. It's even like wage, aged in whiskey barrels. Um, so my first thought was I was just going to make an old fashioned with rum instead of whiskey and a spoonful of strawberry syrup. Um, I've got this really nice, um, like really real strawberry syrup. Uh-huh. Um, so I put some bitters in a cup I put some, um, uh, I just put a spoonful of the syrup in a cup. I mixed it all together with with my rum. It tasted like nothing. Just a spoonful of syrup makes your drink taste like nothing. I don't know what it is. I know that like rum is molasses based. So I don't know what it is. I'm giving the listeners a real drinkology mix. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm getting an education right now. Um, so maybe it was like. It and the syrup were neutralizing each other, but it tasted Uh like nothing. It was just like heavy nothing with maybe like a hint of strawberry. Strawberry nothing. Um, Yeah, like the strawberry syrup made the whiskey taste like nothing, and the whiskey, or not the whiskey, the rum made the strawberry syrup taste like nothing. Um, So then I was like, okay, that was a failure. I need to brighten up this drink again somehow. Um, and then I remembered that I had some lime bitters, which I thought I would never use because if I needed lime, I was just going to use lime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made the exact same drink, but I made it with lime bitters. And it was awful. Is this the pencil one? No, no, we're not there yet. Um, it's the only drink I poured out tonight uh, of the three I made. Um, it was just really bad. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if the lime bitters, I just don't like them. Um, but then I was like... I was ready to go. I was like, I know what I'm going to make. Those first two failed, but I'm going to use... So, you know, do you know what a Manhattan is? Not really. Uh, a Manhattan, the, the area code for New York, like Manhattan, is 212. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Manhattan is two um, ounces of whiskey, uh, one ounce of sweet vermouth, and two ounces, or I mean, two dashes of bitters. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make that recipe, except I'm going to use rum. And uh, I'm going to use rum and this lime bitters. Because, like, rum and lime go well together. Um, so the only kind of outlier is the sweet vermouth. Put it all together. And the minute I drank it, I'm like, that tastes like chewing on a pencil. <laughs> I don't. Cracked it. I don't understand. Scientists couldn't figure that one out. I don't understand how. I wish you could smell this right now because it smells like a pencil case. Like it's got like fresh shavings. That's a good smell. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Um, so yeah, I don't know if 
sweet vermouth and rum just don't go together. Or if I just really don't like those bitters, I don't know. But I should have just made a drink that like I know is good that I have. I have an entire half bottle of a pre-made uh, drink called the Boulevardier in there. Yeah, should have just had that. But curiosity killed the uh, Manhattan. Well, I've been we. I made that Boulevardier. I made a liter of it for um, New Year a New Year's party, and uh, a Boulevardier is a very good drink. Um, you have to like bitter. Because it's like got a really sweet citrusy front and then a very bitter like thing, but I like it a lot. Um, and I've just been kind of sipping on it, and I just was like, I just pour myself a glass of the Boulevardier, and I was like, but like that's not exciting, that's not fun. Should have just done it. I should have. Brought to you by umjack.com. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting an update. Oh, yes, what's this? Thank you. Um, looks like um, umjack.com fell through. They're not going to be the sponsor this week, so we don't have a sponsor. Um, this is awkward. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. And I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance.com. Dot com. Hostchance.com. This is Boy Meets World Fever.com. No, it's not. Don't look that up. <clears throat> the drink. Umjack.com. Was this? I've always heard of the dot com bust. Mm-hmm. When was that? What is that? The dot com bust was like ninety six. All right. So it had already happened. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me look at the exact dates. Oh, the final dot com bubble burst in uh, March tenth of two thousand. Whoa. So I was right around here when it like ended forever. Um, but we actually in our lifetime saw a real time example of the dot com bubble burst. What was that? Um, you know how five years ago it seemed like a really good idea to invest in crypto, and now <laughs> crypto prices have tanked to just a ridiculous level. Yeah, there it I, is. The bubble. It is. Um, it's so funny because I was thinking. Um, while we were watching this episode, there's a for everyone at home. There's a part of this episode where they're like, "What's your new business?" I'm Jack.com, and they're like, "What? What is that?" He's like, "I'm Jack." Okay, dot com. Like it's so obvious. And honestly, mm-hmm. replace that with like coin. <laughs> yeah, Jack. It's it's all right there. <laughs> it, My new it, venture. It's the same thing. It honestly like. The busts happen for similar reasons. It's like like massive tech hype, massive buildup over like 10 years. Um, not even 10 years. The dot-com bubble was about a 10-year thing. Uh, well, I guess maybe closer to five. It's like 95 right in there. Um, but it lasted like five-ish years. And when you think about like crypto and Bitcoin, like that hit its height in like 2015. Uh-huh. I, I think like, it was later than that that it hit a height. Because well, that was even just a few years ago. It so the the way it kind of worked is like the way it kind of worked, right? It was like 
it came out like 2009, and by 2015, it had only climbed. Uh-huh. But the and first it... big bust and fall was 2015, and then from there it was pretty unstable. Um, but it was climbing to really high highs and then really low lows, and then just a few years ago, especially with the the desolation of that one company, Sam Frank- Brinkman Fried. Sam Bankman Fried's whole deal. Yeah, now it's like it, it. It basically pulled the mask off the whole thing. But chance, what am I supposed to do with all these monkey JPEGs that I bought? Nothing. My family's literally dying. <laughs> so I just have all of these JPEGs. But I, I, I did really think that it's funny because like there was a point at which people had convinced themselves of crypto so so thoroughly that they would have been. It would have been kind of that same thing. Like, oh, what's What's Cameron going? I'm Cameron. It's a coin. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, it's all about the... Um, I can't even make up anything that sounds like it would be uh, crypto-related. It's just funny. It's just funny to me. And we had a lot of friends who had like full portfolios full of diversified cryptocurrency. Crypto? I, I mean, it really did. It, it captured the imagination. And then it went bust. Well, I think... That that is more than enough talking about cryptocurrency for one entire podcast. It's true. Like all 170 something episodes. (laughs) Like we've just done enough. We've done enough. I just, when I saw that part, I was like, oh, that's, I know it's just one joke in this whole thing. That's oddly prescient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In ways you may not, may not consider. No. And they certainly didn't when they (laughs) wrote it. Just, you know. Those uh, pyramid schemes or whatever are just there eternal. Oh, man. Tech hype is actually one of my favorite topics right now because tech, like the tech industry, exists in like life cycles of hype. Mm-hmm. Um, that- like the hyperloop? What? The hyperloop. What's the hyperloop? It was Elon Musk's. Um, basically, he invented a train. Oh, yes. That yes, yes real yes. fast in a tube. Yes. But. So I would say right now, self-driving cars is one of those tech hypes that people are trying to get you hyped about to invest in and um, will end up going nowhere. Um, also, uh, the metaverse was kind of the same, except no one really invested in it because Mark Zuckerberg was doing enough investing for everybody. <laughs> he took all of our money. The real one right now, and mark my words, the real tech hype going on right now is AI. Oh, big time. Like... It is so overblown what it is, what it can do, and what it is capable of. And like, it's just like the least interesting thing. Yes, yes. Just like across the board, I feel like I saw so many ads over Christmas that were just like, "This is an AI image of this family playing a game," and I'm like, "This is unsettlingly bad." Yeah, and it doesn't look good. The AI's ability to create, like. AI's ability to mimic things is interesting and will be powerful for both bad and good reasons. That being said, this is not AI that we have. We are calling it AI for no reason at all. It is making no choices. It is not thinking in any way. It is mimicking things that it finds on the internet. Isn't that just what we all do, though? No. With our <laughs> genuine intelligence. I'm not, I hang around middle schoolers all day. I'm not convinced. <laughs> that's all that they seem to do well yeah especially in formative years that is what we do but yeah the big one right now that we will get tired of and will realize was not that big a deal i would say probably like 2020 
seven-ish is AI. You heard it here first, everyone. You did. Bookmark this podcast episode. I'm, yeah, I'd be willing to wager money on it. I'll um, wager some Bitcoin on it. Well, I never got into that currency. <laughs> we have a little bit somewhere. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that's enough. Uh, talk about the tech industry. Yeah, we're going to close out our tech hype segment mm-hmm. and uh, move on. Oh, one more thing. Self-driving cars are a smokescreen intended to uh, give you a sense of like hope for the future um, without investing in sustainable public transit. And if you had sustainable public transit that everyone could take and was affordable and practical, uh, you wouldn't need self-driving cars. Yeah. Do you know why riding a bike is dangerous? Cars. Do you know why the bus is slow? Cars. It's all cars. It's cars' fault. Yep. Having cars that drive themselves doesn't fix the problem. It just makes more cars. Yep. The the planes and cars would be rendered almost obsolete with uh, with a modular high-speed rail system. Give me a train. I want yeah. it. Yeah, a high-speed rail system. Um, man, especially, especially in the next 10 years with the research, research they're making on superconductors. Um, it's going to be anyway, it's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So vote for public transit. Um, vote for people who care about people, not businesses. I don't think there are any of those that are running. No, no, there's not. What can you do? We're in like the dumbest cyberpunk dystopia. Yeah. It's even cool. Like Just like the worst version of one of those. It can't even be a cool cyberpunk dystopia. Yeah, I don't have blade arms. Where's my katana? <laughs> I guess Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's man. pretty cyberpunk, I guess. Uh, we're recording another podcast tonight. Maybe on that one we'll talk about cyberpunk because it's certainly an interesting game. Anyway, so I turned into Henshin Fever, the one that come, came out around the same time as this one, if you want to hear more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. It's just like we're almost That's- done. Penultimate episode. Penultimate, which is a cooler word than ultimate. I agree. We should use it more often. This is the penultimate episode of our episode coverage. Mm-hmm. There'll um, be episodes after that, but they're like post-ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. We only have the two-part clip show to go. Which is nuts. I still can't believe they did that. It's true. You know, we can watch it together, I suppose. We could. We can watch the clip show together, like... Figure out what we're going to talk about for a clip show. Corey's oblivious. Here's some more clips to back that up. Um, but yeah. Yes, when you are hearing this, Cameron and I will be in Dallas um, to see Podmeets World. Um, our nemeses. Our, our nemeses. Um, we, we've got a cosplay lined up. Um, I probably went a little overboard with it. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Cameron. I've probably spent fairly close to $100 on it. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, I don't want cheap cosplay. I mean, it's going to be cheap cosplay, but it's also kind of the point. Mm-hmm. It's kitsch. <laughs> um, do we want to tell people what we are, or should they just check out our socials? To you see should it? check out our Instagram, because I'm going to be posting a lot that day, I think. Okay. Check. Yeah, check out our Instagram. Um, to see our our great costumes um, that I'm going overboard for. I couldn't figure out a single costume from Boy Meets World that excited me to do. 
because it's all just like normal 90s fashion and mm-hmm. there's not any bearded people on the show and i didn't want cameron or i to shave our beards no and i wouldn't um so uh it took me it took us a while but when we came up with the idea i got really excited about it mm-hmm. so be on the lookout for that and if you don't follow us on instagram now's your chance right now, at the end now's your chance yeah, and we'll we'll talk about on the final episode um, just all the things that we did in Dallas when we saw Podmeets World Live. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. It's probably going to be most of the final episode. Is Maybe. us talking about that. Maybe. We'll just have to see. Maybe it'll be a really dumb trip. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. But Yeah, but I mean, anything's possible. But we're here not to talk about our upcoming fun trip. We're here to talk about... Angela's ashes. Angela's ashes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give it a synop. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, Jack, and Rachel are graduating. Corey's reading the newspaper while his wife does something important, and Angela's dad shows up, and he wants her to go to Europe with him. Uh, Sean is cool with this until he's talked into not being cool with it. Um, and other stuff happens, but. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the main. I mean, it's a synop, not a recap. That's what we do later. Mm-hmm. So you know, don't take all of our stuff. Um, let me start out by saying this. Uh huh. Um, I highly recommend you go and listen to Trina McGee's episode of Pod Meets World, where she talks to the cast. Uh huh. Um, because it gives a lot of good insight into. It. Um, I believe there was one writer of Boy Meets World. Who in their mind, Sean was the main character. And this was his finale. Uh-huh. This was the finale he got to write. Because uh, Sean certainly is the main character. Yes. In fact, you might say this show is made worse by its main character. Especially at this point. Honestly. Um, I have nothing f- is improved by Corey's presence. No, nothing. Everything is made worse. Um like, you know, the, the kind of wishy-washiness of Sean, like, oh, she's fine going. I don't want her to go. Would have actually been much more interesting if it was nuances in character than a whiny Corey. It's all for the joke of you got to know your woman and you got to be aware of what's going on. And for him to say, what? Yeah. What are you talking about, Topanga? Like, that's what they did the whole thing for. And it's for that joke that was so telegraphed and not funny. Yeah, yeah, but this this was Sean's finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela's, sadly. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was going to go out on a limb. It's a better finale. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as a character arc for Sean from beginning to end, um, and especially from like fifth season to now, mm-hmm. maybe Mister Turner's motorcycle crash at season four to now. Um, it's just a really nice period mm-hmm. at the end, um, which I appreciated. And I wish that they would have like steered more into that and less of the Corey stuff. But I also think that like what, what Sean goes through in the course of this episode is like good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, the Sean and Angela stuff when it is the Sean and Angela stuff is pretty good. Um, yeah. Let's just jump into it. We start in the um, we start in the student union with uh, Topanga and Angela walking in together. 
talking about how amazing an opportunity Topanga's gotten, and Topanga's kind of downplaying it. Uh huh. She's like, no, there's only like 500 people they've accepted. And Corey's just like, this man died. Yes. 42 or something like that. Because a bird flew in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. The less said about Corey, the better. Not, e- not even a cool bird. It was a pigeon. Yeah. And, and there's all of Corey. Let's just set him aside. Yeah. Um, and they sit down and Rachel and Jack are talking about graduation Jack has a new business venture. We've already mentioned it. Uh, he talks about his rich stepfather. Yes. Who's I, never been mentioned. Well, we know that he was a rich stepfather. Um, we knew that he existed. Yeah. But has never been really mentioned much. Well, yeah. I mean, especially like when they're talking about paying for college tuition and all that. I guess. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yes, he's not mentioned much. Um, you know, we we know from earlier seasons that Jack, Jack's mom left for a guy with money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a theory that everything that people think Boy Meets World is comes from this episode. This very episode? Yeah, right? Because maybe not the lessons thing, but like Eric is nothing but jokes. Uh-huh. This episode. For real. Jack being like, the way Jack is presented here is just, mind-boggling um like he's he's been moving in this direction right we've seen him as more selfish we've seen him as more but like all jack is is gym memberships and 50 dollar haircut yeah that's all he is he's not dinosaur bones in china anymore. yeah he's not like guy who doesn't like conflict so much that he won't speak up because that was his big character trait for the first two seasons was like he didn't like conflict mm-hmm. um which is something that's better yeah that's better um, for sure. Um, he's just like kind of a confident, but kind of doesn't know what's going on guy who doesn't like conflict. But no, now we've got, and this is the, but this is the Jack people remember. Like Rachel might as well not be in the show, um, which I feel like is a pretty common sentiment. Um, even though I think she adds a lot to the earlier season. Um, mm-hmm. Like confident, always succeeding Topanga. I feel like is this, this episode neurotic Corey and like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen on forums like, oh, Sean always had a poetic soul. Do you remember the welfare poem? <laughs> yeah, that's po- that's poetry. <laughs> um, now, Sean's whole thing, most of the show, was that he was dumb. Yeah, that he was dumb. They started giving him real depth in season six and seven. I mean, I, I guess his emotional turmoil was always, like, even back end of season two was kind of the main. Yeah, I always say Sean can't catch a break. Yes. Is the takeaway that we see in this episode. Yeah. Which I certainly certainly make a, a reference to. And Angela's awesome. Yeah. That's the that's the other takeaway. Yeah. So I, I really think this this episode exemplifies what people think these characters are in a way that maybe it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like we've been through seven whole seasons of I wouldn't even say growth, mm-hmm. but certainly change change yeah for good or bad intentioned or unintentioned um there's been some change that's happened obviously mm-hmm. from the beginning to now um but what's later doesn't supersede everything that came before it no no i i would say that this is a different show yeah it certainly feels like one i i would say this is a especially the back half of this season it's, it's a different show they are writing to the end of a different show but I feel like a lot of the 
assumptions they make with the characters in the back half of this season that's only been true in the back half of this season i feel like a lot of those assumptions are what have stuck with people like in in consciousness mm-hmm. you know it really has i don't know why kind of like that argument you had that guy on twitter about like topanga being a main character throughout the whole show oh yes like, i was on facebook actually sure much stranger place but like pod meets world is in season four and they're like we have never we we uh, like topanga has been in 10 episodes like <laughs> they, they have a whole joke um well they're sponsored by hyundai tucson and they're like hyundai is more visible in the show than topanga i drive a hyundai tucson can they sponsor us yeah go ahead guys I drive a Kia Nero, which is a Hyundai, Hyundai Kia. They're one company. Yeah, same thing. So, so Hyundai, Hyundai Kia. We're two. We're two podcasters who drive your cars. We got another show that's uh, more Japanese. So, because, yeah. I know South Korean company, but you know. Yeah, I know. I did know that actually, <laughs> but you know, Pacific, uh, you know, yeah. that region of the world. That region. <laughs> They're within a thousand miles of If only it was a Toyota. Um, yeah. I but used anyway. to drive a Toyota until it got rear-ended by a college student and obliterated. Mm, so it is unfortunate. Um, we drove a Buick, which I think is owned by Ford. They're all owned by someone. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Give us that money is all I'm saying. Give us that money. But yeah. Yeah. So we're at this point where just all these characters have been slotted into these roles that everyone feels is who they are. But then it's not. It's it's so funny because the characters are fairly consistent across six seasons. Uh-huh. But everyone remembers like this seventh season. And they just like, really messed it up. Yeah. So it's like if everyone talked about Gilmore Girls and they were just like, "Oh yeah, I really loved uh, Digger." Yes, and they only ever talked about Digger. You know what a, a good Gilmore Girls analogy is? I still remember watching the second episode of season seven of Gilmore Girls. Uh huh. Um, and there's a town meeting, and I remember thinking as I was watching it, I was 18 years old, maybe 17 at the time, um, and I was watching it. And I was like, what is wrong here? Like, the framing was off. I didn't know all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I didn't know that Amy Sherman Palladino had left. Um, I didn't know that they had gotten pretty much a whole new production staff. But then the weirdest thing happened. Someone told a joke at the town meeting, and everyone laughed. And I, like, I just remember my eyes going wide and being like, people don't laugh on Gilmore Girls. Like, what are you, what's happening? Because, like, and it's not, like, a thing that I had, like, consciously known about Gilmore Girls up until that point. But when they laughed, I knew, like, something is wrong. And, and it, then I thought I'm in an about, alternate dimension right now. Then I thought about it, unless it was sarcastic or, like, or, like, played, played, like, a mood of the moment that wasn't laughter. No one has ever laughed on that show. <laughs> No one has fun. It's so weird because they're all calling jokes, but no one ever calls attention to it. No one ever like, no one ever like busts a gut about it. It's all just like everything moves on. Um, but it'd be kind of like if people were like, "Oh, Gilmore Girls, that show where people laugh all the time because they're yeah. telling jokes." Like, Hold on. Hold the phone. No, no, no. Um, 
But let's continue because we haven't even talked about anything. We've just bemoaned the loss of this show Ish. and what it is and what it was. Yeah, it, it's been. weird because I don't hate this episode. No, I quite like this episode. I quite like maybe a little much for me, but I quite liked it. Um, but yeah, it, it. I don't hate it, but I do think it represents a lot of like things I wish it didn't. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we get the um Jack joke, and then um Topanga's trying to tell Corey about her her Elliot Brown internship. Um, and Corey is just not hearing her. Um, and uh, then Sean, or uh, wait, it's Angela's dad comes in. Uh huh. Well, Eric is like wearing his robe. Oh, I think he's graduating. Okay. He's like, Do you have to wear pants with this? And everyone's like, Oh, he's wearing boxers. He's more covered up than the picture of Rachel was. Yes. But everyone's like, Oh, who wants to see that? Yeah. So um, he's wearing boxers, people. Yeah. I don't know. They're just. They're just pattern shorts. Get over it. Yeah, it's not um, a big deal. But yeah, Angela's dad comes in and he's like, "I didn't come to see that." Um, and which is fair. Yeah, and Angela's like, "Are you transferring closer to me?" And he's like, "No, I got to go to Europe." And he's like, "But I want you to come with me." And like, it's pretty much at that moment that Corey's like, "Oh, something's happening for Sean." It's the whole joke, right? Again, another representation of like. What people think the show is about, but it's never actually really been about that. Uh-huh. Is like this like Corey or Corey always choosing Sean over Topanga dynamic. Yeah, which he certainly yeah. is doing here, but that's not the whole show. No, that is not the whole show. And it's just very funny that when they got married, they made such a big deal about how he's like Corey and Topanga now. Like it was the whole plot point of the episode was mm-hmm. like coming to terms with that. And it just hasn't been that. No, no, it hasn't. Um, though Sean has, not, has been, Sean has been much less of a presence uh-huh. then, but but yeah, that that's a weird thing that everyone thinks the show is about Corey choosing between Sean and Topanga all the time, and that hasn't has that ever happened. No, not really. Besides the war in a fictional world that was created in their imaginations. Uh-huh. Now that's it. Those are the ones. Yeah. I, I, back in the wedding, I, I thought it was cute, right? Like, because this is his best friend, and he's like, I've got to talk to her now. I didn't have mm-hmm. a problem with that. Like, oh, they're really close friends. That's the joke. It's just like the, the promise has not been delivered on. No. Um, but um, Angela's dad's got to go beef up security at the embassies. That's classic. Top right? secret. He can't tell you which ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows the embassies need beefed up security. Yeah, and he wants Angela to spend a year traveling Europe with him. And everyone's just like, a year in Europe? That's like the end of your life. They don't well, have phones in Europe, and I'll never see you ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird reaction. It's like, we're sophomores in college. <laughs> we're juniors, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, this is only their second year. But it's the other's third year. I guess we had decided... We had decided that Eric clipped out of a lot of things. We don't know if that's Rachel's third year. Yeah, yeah. It's Rachel. Rachel's Rachel's been only been in three years, but... Or I guess two years. But we don't know how old she was. And Jack probably got a lot of like high school credit and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's like... We've established they've been there three years, but... Yeah, but they're graduating. More. And everyone else, this is only their second year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's been anything 
that's happened that would change that. No, I just kind of forgot. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but it's like you're at the end of your sophomore year. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Spend a year traveling Europe. Um, but yeah, so like it cuts then to Corey and um, Sean. Sean talking in the apartment. I was actually more trying to think about where they were, not who yeah, it was. They're in the apartment, and Sean's just like, she's going to go. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That's a great opportunity. Like, all the things a normal person would say mm-hmm. in a situation like that. Minus that it's literally just a year. Yeah. But Corey flips. And he's like, yeah. what? No. Like, there's boys there and shoes. and it, Corey's just insane, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey flips and, like, really sows doubt into Sean that doesn't need to be there because he doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird because I don't really love the episode, but back in the Sean and Angela first date episode, I feel like we get almost, like, this exact premise of, like, Corey forcing Sean to overthink things with Angela. You remember yeah. when he's, like, getting him the date to the... Yeah, to the Borellis or... Yeah. It's like time to be an 80-year-old person. And like Sean being like, oh, you think? Really? Okay. Yeah, Sean should have learned his lesson to not listen to Corey. Well, I mean, seven seasons, he should have learned that lesson. It's true. Well, I kind of feel like he has. See, it's weird that he's like falling back into that again. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there was that little bit of doubt in the back of his mind that he didn't want her to go. So he didn't want her to go, but he knew there were the reasons for her to go were better and the reasons for her to stay. And he wasn't going to ask her to stay because he doesn't want to be a jerk. Right. And then Corey starts being his neurotic self, and that's what allows that little seed in the back to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. I think that's just about right on the money. So it's got to be something like that. But so Sean's just like, okay, I'll go tell her. And then Corey's like, no, no, you can't tell her. You can't do that. Yeah, you've got you to gotta be the most loving, supportive, Supported boyfriend, and then she'll tell she won't be able to leave you. Mm-hmm. Can't be any other time. Yeah, Corey Could be loving and supporting just because Corey the manipulator. He's not very good at it. <laughs> no. Um, and then it cuts to they're back at the student union, and um, Angela's like, I've been thinking a lot, and Sean is also well. I, I guess a lot. I guess it's important to talk about Topanga. Yeah, she's going. She's been selected for the final 100. Yeah. Well, and they ask, like, how do you think it went? And she's like, well, I still have one more interview. And they're like, but how did this one go? And she's like, well, they all stood and applauded. But, I, you know, those things are to be so hard. <laughs> you just, you never know how to read those things. Yeah. Uh, oh, Topanga. <laughs> um, I kind of hate Topanga in this episode. Like, don't get me wrong. I love successful Topanga. Uh-huh. I think that's great. But, like... Just being okay with Corey and not calling him on his BS. Uh-huh. She let this happen. By the way, he's treating her even. Um, and then like being like, oh yeah, they still applauded. I don't, those are so hard to read. He's just like, okay, good. Good job. Yeah. Um, but then hold the phone, Corey. I'm the best good that you'll ever have. <laughs> but yeah, then, then Sean and Angela go off and. They talk about how they can never leave each other. And then Angela says, unless you say I can go. Uh-huh. And then it's just like, oh. It wasn't? <laughs> uh, maybe. We're like, it was going to be all good. And I think maybe in the back of her mind, too, she had that little seed of like, 
this is really good, but I want to stay, but I should go. Yeah. And Corey's insecurity waters the seed in Sean's head that waters the seed in Angela's head. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because like Sean is fine with him go her going until Corey talks him into not being okay. Uh-huh. It's like it's real hard to feel that emotional like good punch. Because like one, it's not that big a deal. And two, like you were good with her going. Like just go with your first instinct. Yeah. You were you were correct, actually. <laughs> um like this could have been like a real send-off right. for Angela rather than a um, Sean being in his own head. Well, it could have been a real send-off, and it could have been like a real culmination of Sean's character development. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, I mean, as I, as I was watching it, I was like, because he's like, you know, everything. He even says when Angela's like, I have some news, and he's like, well, you know, with my life, the way <laughs> things go, it can't be that bad. Um, and then she says she's leaving for a, a year. Just a year, and we'll write every day and call and all of that stuff. And he's just like, "This is it. My life is over." Yeah. Well, he is with when, when Corey does it. So yeah, he, that's true. And the moment he's like, "Yeah, you're right. It's not over." Yeah. Well, and like you know, probably getting a little too personal, but I have a lot of abandonment issues. What? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I have a I have an abundance of abandonment issues. And I've definitely been a Sean, and still to this day, like, like when I'm in a depressive spell, I'm like, well, that's it. My wife's going to leave me because I'm not what she signed up for. I'm sad. Um, and that's just, like, how depressed, or, or how, like, abandonment issues kind of, like, manifest. Mm-hmm. But, like, a Sean who, like, st- stands up to Corey is like, no, dude, like... Maybe it's time you grew up and learned, like, you don't always get your way. And, like, you know what I've learned? You always come back to the people you love. So if Angela loves me, she's coming back to me. Or yeah. something. But instead, he's yeah. just like, she's going to leave. That's the end. Yeah. Um, I think this could have been a real, like, character development moment for Sean. Where Sean, like, overcomes his abandonment issues. Where he, like, is a he shows what a better person he is, but instead we're rehashing like Corey makes Sean neurotic about his relationship with Angela, even though he's doing the right things to begin with, Uh which legitimately is the entire point of their first date episode. Yeah. It's like Corey ruins everything. (laughs) So end of sentence. It's, it's just weird. It's one of those things, you know, you wish it was, you wish it was more. Yeah. And it's not like there's anything else going on in the episode. No. It's not really competing with anything. It's just competing with itself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just really weird to me. Especially, like, because they're clearly trying to give Angela a send-off and, like, kind of wrap up Sean's emotional journey. And I just don't know why we're doing that by rehashing a season five plot. Yes. This isn't, this isn't the culmination. This is the beginning. Again. Yeah. Um... So let's let's skip forward, like, you know, Sean and Corey talk again. Like, and again, Sean is good. He's like, you know, she's going. It is what yeah. it is. And like, no, you have to fight now. You yeah. go along with it once she agrees to stay. And she didn't. And then he, like, goes to her 
um, her her dad. Well, her dorm room, uh-huh. and finds her dad. Yeah, there was some more corny Topanga stuff where Topanga's like, "Wish me luck." He's like, he's huh? like "Good luck." Yeah. And Sean, the end of that scene is Sean going like, "Where's she going again?" He's like, "I don't know, the laundromat or something." <laughs> Shut up, Just go away. Go to New York already. <laughs> go to anywhere. Go to the Ozarks. <laughs> well, that's too close to me. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and then, so Sean gets to this room, and again, we see a very mature Sean. But I, again, I wish this this Sean had like instead of like he's he's very mature. They have a great talk. I love. It's probably my favorite part of the episode. Uh-huh. His dad and Sean talking, and they have a really good like talk. And then Angela comes in. And they do the "I love you" thing, and. I'm so glad you're letting us do this thing. It's all great. I just wish Sean wasn't such a wounded puppy at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he has any sort of emotional clarity. He's just like, and another thing is lost. Yeah, like I lost, it's over. Like, uh, like I feel like the lesson should be love can be letting things go and letting people go because mm-hmm. there's something better for them. Yeah, absolutely. then you can give them in that moment. Like Angela needs to go with her dad. Her yeah. dad is even like, "I'm not going to get this opportunity again." And Angela even says that. It's like, "I'm not going to get this opportunity again or, to be with my or, dad." Yeah, or the lesson to be trusting. Sean is learning to trust that the people he loves will come back to him. Uh-huh. Like I feel like that's a great lesson for Sean. And, and and if he had been a wounded puppy at the end, but it was like just. I realized that everything I've been thinking is because I'm I, I was gonna miss you or something. Uh-huh. But it, Instead of at the end where he's just like goodbye, Angela. Yeah. Which feels like a very final like yeah, you're not coming back. Yeah. I've learned nothing. It, I just felt like there's a satisfying story for Sean here that we don't get, and it's annoying, right? It's annoying to want to like watch these episodes and want a show to be something that it is. Uh huh. Um, like most of the time, I would say like like we can't. Okay, let me put it this way: a lot of people don't like Ryder in Podmeets World very much, not because of his personality or anything, just because he's always like, "What if the episode did this? Wouldn't that be so much better?" And a lot of people are like, "Well, we can't. Like, you can't judge the show on what you would do, or like you can't judge it on what it isn't, what it isn't, or what it is." Um, but where I where I relate to Ryder and where I think like a lot of people need to realize is like there are seeds. I feel like in this episode, I feel like there is a seeds of a script that is much more Sean focused. Um, that is much more Sean focused. That is much more like his arc coming full circle because it's all there. I feel like uh-huh. and like his reactions, especially like the initial reaction, the second reaction, and where the place he comes to with her dad, like. All of them are pretty good at getting him to a place that he just doesn't he doesn't end up at. And I, I feel like someone was trying to end up there and they're like, what if Corey made him neurotic about it? And the guy was like, Man, we did that. We did that. we did that when Angela was introduced in season five. Like, it's done like they won't remember it. Everyone is like, Oh no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, they, that the the fans won't remember it. Just do it. Like, I feel like that's what had to have happened. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's not just like what the, what I wish would happen is that Feeney comes and blah 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 blah, or, or anything that's like not 
realistic to what the show is and what the episode is, mm-hmm. but it's like it's right there for it to yeah. do those things. If it didn't seem like it had the potential to go that way, and like some network fuddling or whatever made it not, then maybe, then I get it. And and, and there's been a few times um, where I like where I have also thought that about Ryder um, listening to Pop Mutual. I'm like, dude, just. Like, let the episode be what it is. But in episodes like this, I get it. Because we're so close to something good. Just, like, a different reaction here. Like, a culmination in Sean being like, Corey, maybe you need to focus more on your marriage and less on my relationship. Uh-huh. Maybe you need to mind your business. Um, Like, and Sean was saying, like, do you know what you've done to me the last few days? You've made me neurotic about something I didn't need to be. And you've totally missed on this big event in your wife's life. Uh huh. Like just just that, just that at the end, I think could have saved so much and been such a more powerful character development. But yeah, and then the whole thing where Corey's just like, I need to be there as Sean, like as like Sean's emotional guardian, mm-hmm. and then just like don't spin out of control, and then flipping it and like don't spin out of control, Corey, and he just like goes ballistic, mm-hmm. like not even in a funny way, just like a. You're embarrassing. Yes. Um, yes. Where it's just like, what What even is this? Why do you feel like you need to have any authority over Sean's life? Right. And, and at the end of the day, I get that's the joke, right? Uh-huh. That Corey's saying all these things to Sean, and he's clearly an idiot and doesn't know. But it's not like, it's not satisfying in any way. Yeah, it's just a tired joke. Yeah, it's, it, it is a joke we know. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, we have a going away party for Angela. Well, hold on. Let's go back to the dorm room scene. I love the chemistry between Angela's dad and Sean. Mm-hmm. They are both excellent actors. This is a great, like, dramatic reading. Honestly, Angela's dad with Sean and Angela, for that matter, those three are the enjoyable part of this episode. I could see that. Like to, like, to me, I just want to see them interact. I want to see the drama between the three of them unfold. Um, and this episode is a 10 out of 10, I think. Yes, but it doesn't do those things. No, I also no. forgot to mention Jack's dad cut him off. Yeah, at some point in there, Jack's dad cut him off. Early on, and then Eric's like, hello, Jack's rich daddy. I'll be your son for money. Yeah, then he says something like... He's like, oh, that sounds painful, but I'll do it for money. I don't know what that means. He probably said, like, go dad. sit on the pin or something. Uh-huh. Um, Go F yourself. Yeah. And again, it's something like, if you're going to do this, I wish you would make it interesting. Like, Jack's got a really good idea. That'll help people. And his dad's cutting him off. Or like, I don't know. No, it's just umjack.com. But yes, that did happen. Um, So this very minor plot point about Jack, that he's got a wealthy stepdad, is now his whole personality. Uh Um. But anyway, we uh, then I I, I, I do want to emphasize the reason I brought that thing up about the dorm room is because I really do love Sean and Angela's dad. Like I love them together. They're great actors. It's a great scene. Um, if you watch one scene in this entire episode, make it the one where they're talking in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so then we're at the going away party, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. isn't much of a party. Yeah, gathering. It's a bye. Yeah. What a terrible send-off. But everyone says goodbye to Angela. Rachel's yeah. like, beer, the room's gonna be so empty without you. 
She's like, well, I'll just be back in a year. She's like, but I won't be because I'm graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all just kind of saying goodbye. And Eric is, gives her a bunch of uh, headshots. I, I said at this point, at this point when Eric and Angela are interacting, I said, I hate how many of the things I do and mannerisms come from this show. <laughs> because uh-huh. one, of, no, one of the main things I do while hugging people is seeing ooh child. If I if I, I'm like jokingly hugging someone, I'll be like, ooh child. <laughs> people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, just go with it. <laughs> Things are gonna get easier. And I've I've done that since I can remember. Like I can remember times in high school where I've been like, Are you okay, buddy? And I'll like jokingly like comfort a friend um who's not really hurting, and I'll be like, Here, let me put my arm around you. Ooh, child. <laughs> I I've done this forever, and I. This is where it came from. I think I knew this one was. This one came from here, but like, there's just so many things on this show. I'm like, I do that every day. <laughs> He's just like, you always were my favorite. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yes, it's a, basically a whole joke on how Eric and Angela never interact. Never really interacted yet. Um. Oh man. I, I still almost every day tell my wife to make a new friend after I tell her to have a great day. So As you should. <laughs> have a great day. Make a new friend. So, I, you know, as much as I may criticize the show, it has a... It's in there. It's right there in there. <laughs> um, bam. So, and then Angela comes over to Corey and Sean, and she's like, Corey, is she going to make it? He's like, yeah. Yeah, she's really busy with... Something. Something. Yeah, but then she thanks Corey for being her friend, mm-hmm. for believing in them as much as he believed in her and Topanga. Him and Topanga. You're right. Him but and Topanga. A much more interesting show if they had dumped the guts. And, Thanks and for believing in Angela and Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, she has her emotional farewell with Sean, and then Topanga busts in last minute uh-huh. to say goodbye and to tell her to send her shoes. Yes, and Corey's just like, see? Yes. What'd I tell you? Um, and then her dad shows up, and it's like, it's time to go. And, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like take care of him, uh, sir. He's like, you're a good man, Sean. Uh-huh. And then they say goodbye. Mm-hmm. They don't say goodbye. They say, I love you. We won't say goodbye. And then Angela leaves, and then Sean's just like, goodbye, Angela. And then we forget all about that. Yeah, forget all about it. And then Corey's like, where have you been, Topanga? Wait, Topanga doesn't tell Angela this news? No. <laughs> like, the whole episode starts with her telling Angela news. Yep, doesn't even tell Angela. Angela has no idea. She returns from Philadelphia, and both the Matthews and uh, Sean are just gone. <laughs> Don't know where they are. Don't have any idea. Um, but, yeah, so Topanga... Got a Brown Elliott internship, and they're gonna pay for law school, or they're gonna pay her tuition to NYU, pay her, her to go to law school, and then hire her straight out of law school. Mm-hmm. That's so a big deal to move to New York. Yeah, any deal like that. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. They didn't. This was still in the '90s, where the rivers flowed with money. I suppose. Uh huh. The dot com bubble hadn't really burst yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was years from bursting, maybe. I don't, I don't know. At least ten. Um, no. Well, the final, the final end was in 2010. Of the dot com bubble, didn't you say? 
No, 2000. No, no. Give me a second. The Dotgon Bubble Burst was March 10th, 2000. Oh, it was 2000. Why did I think 2010? I think I read March 10th, 2000, and it all got mixed up in my head. Yeah, it was March it was March 10th, 2000 when everyone realized that it was that this was unsustainable and everything tanked. You love to see it. I think I just mixed up 10 March 10th and the year 2000 in my head to March 2010. Yeah. Which would be wild. It really would be. Wondering where it was in 2010. Oh, it was at its absolute lowest in 2010. It's actually made quite the resurgence since 2015. Rats. Should have invested in dot-coms. You really could have. If you had caught it like if you had caught it like right in 97 or 98 and like just like stockpiled like domain names, you could have sold them for so much in late 99. Man. Now, if you're a dot-com person, you just better hope that um, Justin McElroy gets an idea. That's true. I wonder, is did they ever get... I gotta look. Fungalore? Yeah. Dot fun, right? I think so. Fungalore dot fun. Oh, weird. No, it's definitely not a McElroy website. My computer blocked it. Like, you can't have fun galore. It's not important. No. They're moving to New York, and Corey cannot handle it. Well, yeah, says, yeah. My God, why? Yeah, he had just gotten done telling Sean not to spin out of control, which you have been making him spin out of control this entire episode. Just yes, up. Mr. Spin Coach. Um, but yeah, and then uh, she tells him that, and he's like, "What? What? What? No, why didn't anyone tell Corey? No one told Corey. Why, God? Why?" And then it's to be continued. And then it's to be continued. And we're gonna just spin right into it. No, I'm just joking. That's the end. That is the end. Ratings. Seven and a half. Okay. Okay. I feel like we're very negative. I feel like the negative stuff in this episode is more interesting to talk about than the positive. Uh-huh. But I mean, like I said at the beginning, I thought it was a, a fine. It was fine. It was a fine episode. Yeah. I think I think what what's most interesting to talk about for this episode is the what could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just the same as Angela's men. Like, her dad brings a really fun energy to the show uh-huh he does um, i'm grateful for alvin moore that's god it. bless alvin moore and god bless the usa is that the united alvin? states of alvin that's his name is alvin what's his what's his actor's name well i don't know it's hold on julius carey um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a six um i really do like i said if it's sean angela and um, the dad on screen, I think they do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but Corey really ruins it for me. And like the regression of Sean's character kind of ruins it for me. Yeah, I can see that. I see where you're coming from. Oh, Angela's dad had just started acting around this time. Wow. Well, if we track his career from where we've seen him in the uh, show... He started out being an undercover. Um, I think he does a lot of undercover work. Like he's strengthening the embassies, you know, because he's like going behind the scenes and like eliminating threats before they can start and before they, you know, like foment and whatever, which is a fun word. Um, he was doing that at Pembroke, remember? I guess. So. He was undercover as a philosophy professor. Oh, that's right. He was. He was. There's a reason there's not a philosophy department anymore at Pembroke. Mm hmm. That's because through whatever his actions 
or perhaps inactions, the department was destroyed. Yeah. And never, never recovered. Um, and I think that's why we first see Angela show up on the scene is because her father was assigned here and she moved with him to Philadelphia mm-hmm. in season five. That makes sense. Oh. What? Julius oh, Carey died in 2006 or 2008 after a prolonged battle, battle with pancreatic cancer. Oh, man. I was wrong. His credits all end around 2006, so not long after. Oh, yeah, it's flipped, it flipped backwards there. It's Yeah, it's flipped backwards, and now I know why they end. He's been acting for a long time. He has. Oh, that's so sad. It is sad. You were a talented man. Here's to you, Alvin Moore. Here's to you, pencil drink. Pencil drink. Okay, yeah. Who the professor? Um, MVP? Alvin Moore? Yeah, I think so. Pour one out. Pour out your pencil drink. I feel like... I feel like Sergeant Moore is a is a good one. Um, this would be a good time to maybe give it to Angela too, because I do like her in this episode. Uh huh. Um, but I think I think it's her dad. Yeah, I'm looking here at what, including our fake episode, Angela has had MVP three times. Really? To know she'd been in it that many times. Yeah, and that's it. Okay. Um, titles. Boy meets boy meets meets what obituary? <laughs> yes, we're going to do that. That's all he does. Boy meets obituary. Bird and one for you. Not even a cool bird. All right, that's it. It is. We did it. The penultimate episode recap. Episode. Repershow. Okay, Raggy. Okay, Ramrin. Um, but we did it. I feel I feel like it's not with a bang, but with a whimper. It's kind of how this season is ending. I feel like this season is just a whimper. The whole season is goes out on a whimper. Yeah. Not a bang. Maybe it should have just ended with Feeney's wedding. I wouldn't have hated it. Made it a little bit happier with uh, Topanga's parents. Yeah. Just could have been a mystery. Did Corey and Topanga get married? We don't know. We'll never know. And that's okay. It's not like there's no good season seven episodes. They are really, few and far between. Yeah, I really feel like it. Sh- I, I was really ready for season seven to surprise me. Um, and if anything, it kind of underperformed my expectations. Yeah, it did not. Um, the wedding episodes were better than I remember. Uh huh. Honestly, if season seven would have just been this episode and Angela's men, maybe it'd been pretty good. Yeah, I think the tournament's going to be maybe not that tough because there's not that many good episodes. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's going to be they're killing us. Not they're killing us. Uh, family Trees. Ooh. Calling the shot. Which is our highest rated one. I mean. <laughs> that's not saying a lot. <laughs> um, yes, that's it for this right now. Um, we are nearing the end of our time together. Um and it's sad, but Not really, we're gonna keep. Podcasting. We still have some more. Oh yes, we're gonna keep podcasting, but ending our time with this show. Yeah, um, and you are fans of this show because I don't know if you listened to the other one. And that's okay. Um, but you can, as course, of course, as course, of course, as always, you can follow us over on Instagram at Beachy World Fever. Um, if you have thoughts about this season, 
um, what you think the best episode of the show is, what you think the best episode of this season is, what you think the worst episode of the show is. Um, you can reach out, you know, just reach out a hand. Yeah. And, um, uh, let us know. Open, slide into them. Slide on in there. Um, or, you know, boy, bgworldfever at gmail.com yep. is the other one where you can reach us pretty easily. And that's about the only places. And that's okay. And that's okay. Because the other one is full of Nazis. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time, like we said, to follow. Uh, maybe even like on Facebook. Um, because uh, pictures are coming. We don't have Facebook. That's probably true. I just figured you'd post in something. I mean, maybe. But Instagram is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know you. Well, yeah, you're right. Facebook's different. Um, and that's okay. Uh, but I think for the moment, that's all that I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long, world. <laughs>